Monday, August 17th, 2009, and this is The Relevant Podcast. The Relevant Podcast is your audio companion to Relevant Magazine and the newly updated RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in our hot Orlando, Florida studios is Maya Strang. Hello. And on the Skype line from Virginia is Jesse Carey. It is always a pleasure. Now, I have to explain both to the listeners and to the two of you that this is a Frankenstein podcast. Okay. Because we have recorded the podcasts pretty regularly. Right. Where the wheels fall off is me editing and posting those (laughs) podcasts. So um, I have legitimate excuses in the last two weeks why we skipped. Number one was the magazine was going to the printer and literally a crew of us were here till 3.30 in the morning that Friday night. So, I still don't think it's good enough. <laughs> I, a magazine, the main profit engine of the company, should have to wait for the free podcast. <laughs> I know, uh, the listeners agree with you, Jesse. Um, and, uh, and then the next week, last week, uh, we were all ready to go. We were ready to do it. And then Rick Warren showed up. And so oh, yeah. Rick, uh, good old Rick, as I call him, good old Rick decided he... <laughs> He said, hey, you know, I'm going to be in Orlando. I'd love to get together with all the pastors in the area. Can we use your office? And so they called this like impromptu meeting of like 75 people, and it's totally overwhelmed our office. And so my my podcast editing day was overwhelmed with getting cookies and running around to make sure all these pastors were happy. Right. So, you can't it, say no to Rick, basically. No. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time Rick Warren crashed one of my parties at the last minute, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, you'd have to give 90% of it away. <laughs> exactly. I'd, I'd reverse tithe that right back. And then the rest of it, I would just buy a purpose-driven study guide or something. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, okay. So what you're about to experience, we hope will be a pleasurable listening experience, but I highly, highly doubt it. <laughs> we are recording this first segment, Entertainment Releases, uh, just the three of us, mm-hmm. uh, on you know the normal recording day. So it's right. fresh. Then you're going to hear slices with, I believe, Adam and Tyler and no Jesse because Tyler was filling in for Jesse who was on vacation. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Last time we recorded that. I was there too. Right. And you. Right. No, I'm talking about, yeah. You and I are the constants. They are the variables. You're my Desmond, Maya. (laughs) Um, I I, I may, I think you're thinking, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was actually two podcasts ago that Tyler filled in for me. You. Did that's we, the one we still have to... Oh, that's yeah. the one that's live. That's the one that is actually yes. available oh, to the really? world. Yeah, so yes. we... Yeah, because I titled it The Podcast About Nothing. Oh. So that's up. That's the one with the monkey It, it was the, like the Seinfeld edition. Right. Right. Okay, so, yeah. so, so Jesse is so there Jesse, Okay, you're right. Oh, see, I'm already confused. So Jesse and Adam <laughs> and Maya and I 
then do slices. So Adam magically appears. That's what you're going to experience. Right. Then we do... He's just sitting here quietly. We're not letting him talk. <laughs> <laughs> then we do no 3-2-1 Tyler. Is that right? No, I think we do. No, we do. Because I, I don't want to give away the outcome of the game. But oh. let's just say I remember it very well. That's true. Right, okay, right, you're right. right. <laughs> and then we come back and do... We do feedback. And right. so... And, and we just decided to do the feedback we already recorded because it's the same feedback right. from that last podcast. So, yeah. So, so this is going to be fun editing uh, on this one. But uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I want to say something. Today is August 17th. That means two months, Cameron. October 17th is our due date. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Until Maya disappears from the podcast for quite a while. You could come record at the house. Yeah, with screaming babies in the background. That would be great. <laughs> this is sort of like the uh, like a, a Charlie Kaufman episode of the podcast, you know, where you got all these different characters that you're not sure who they are <laughs> and multiple storylines, and it probably doesn't even come together in the end. <laughs> right, right. You know? Kind of like Mag- uh, Magnolia. I hated yeah, that movie. Exactly. <laughs> this this pod this episode of the podcast has been directed by P.T. Anderson. <laughs> Written by Charlie Kaufman. Okay, so people are like, listen, I'm about to give up on you guys because I can't even keep up. I'm trying to listen to this podcast and you guys don't post it. You know, you know, I'm about to walk out the door. That's what they're saying. I'm taking my money with me. And I've heard that before. And, w- and here's what I say to you, skeptical listener. We have plans in motion to fix this inconsistency problem that we have. Inconsistency of you, right? Yes. It's called, <laughs> I can't do it anymore, so I need to find somebody who can. And here's what we've done. We've hired an audio and video producer. His name is Chad Michael Snavely, and he is moving down here to Orlando on September 14th. He'll start. <laughs> and so I am managing the ship the post-production ship between now and September 14th. So I'm saying we might get two out of that time. <laughs> might be a little sketchy. Yeah. But well, you, got, you got the light at the end of the tunnel. Now. Yeah. After September 14th, I have somebody full-time who knows what they're doing with audio production who's going to sit there and produce this thing. Now, there, it's his whole job isn't the podcast because we'd go out of business if that was right. the case. But, you know, we, so that actually means... He's we, also going to be making coffee and washing cars <laughs> and things. We're going to pay him with the money you pay us to listen to the podcast. So <laughs> yeah. we just haven't told him that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a commission-based position that we've hired him for. Yeah, he's got to earn his keep. And unfortunately, the podcast is not the biggest earner. No. Um, but so it actually, we're bringing him in because we have a lot of audio and video plans that are launching this fall. Um, I'm not going to give them all away, but I'll say that people have been asking for a relevant online radio station, mm-hmm. and we're hiring a audio producer, mm-hmm. so you can connect the dots. The podcast itself will happen consistently and will improve. Imagine that. <laughs> and we might actually be taking it to over the air. Uh, some radio stations have approached us about maybe cleaning it up a little bit. So, we have uh, to watch our language. Yeah. yeah right. Are you saying cleaning up the audio or the content? <laughs> uh, and is this, is this me getting fired? <laughs> <laughs> cleaning it up, getting Jesse out of there. <laughs> so not no longer safe for the little ears. <laughs> so we're thinking we're thinking that we might roll it out to some college radio stations and some you know we'll see what happens with that. I'll be on at three a.m. in the morning. But the big thing is <laughs> relevant, relevant TV is back. And relevant TV is back as of right now. Yeah, it's on there. And uh, right as of as of three days ago, as if you're listening to this on time, uh, the relevantmagazine.com kind of got spruced up. The front page is completely different, 
and it introduces several new components. Um, we have, with Ryan coming in, we have a lot more daily kind of content happening with reviews, columns, you know, obviously the feature and stuff, but there's more interactive stuff and Relevant TV is back. So Relevant TV is back to adding five new music videos a week. We also are doing more with Chad coming in more original stuff of, you know, interviews and original kind of five minute mini episodes, webisodes. We're doing live more band performances. That'll be live multi-camera shoot and stuff. So there's a lot happening in the fall. So really excited about that. But And it also means that I will have a reason to play the music that I select on the podcast is that they will be, it'll be the music from Relevant TV each week like it should be. So Just like go. the old days. Just like the old days. So I'm excited about that. I'm mainly excited that I don't have to give up my weekends anymore to editing the podcast. Every so often. Yeah. Every <laughs> couple of weekends. You know. um, uh, let's see. Okay. So let's jump into our entertainment releases. Uh, before I do, I actually have a quick sponsorship that I need to mention. Make sure to check out the relevantstore.com end of summer sale. All relevant books are only $5 this month only. Shop now at relevantstore.com. Okay. CD is coming out in stores tomorrow, August 18th. We've got a few. Lil Wayne's coming out with the Rebirth. Now, is this his rock album? He, he was talking about doing I, I think it is. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'm I'm really intrigued to hear it. Actually, he uh, Lil Wayne was at the NBA Finals in Orlando. He was at all the games. He was. I, I saw him at one that I went to. I, well, it wasn't the finals. It was at the Celtics series. That uh, actually the ones you guys gave me and Dana tickets to. Oh, that's right. He was there too, huh? Yeah, we saw Wheezy courtside. <laughs> he. Uh, I was like, sweet. Maybe he's becoming a Magic fan. And then he released a. Kobe is great song yeah. right before the finals, <laughs> and I was like, dang it! And it was really good. And that bothered yeah. me because he should do the magic are great. And then they played a magic <laughs> one, remember? Oh, and then they, the magic had like, a hip hop song and it was done by like 95 South or some like <laughs> mid 90s Miami booty music group. And it was like really sad. And, and he was there. I remember looking at him. Lil early, Wayne. Yeah. They were playing it because the dancers did a dance dancers to it. Dance to it. And we Lil like, Wayne's like, yeah. Oh. Was Lil Wayne just laughing? Uh, I think he was pitying. He was, he was a <laughs> nice dresser. He quite, is he's, quite dapper. He is dapper. He wears uh, sweater vests. Yeah, and uh, pretty nice. cardigans. He, he Little Wayne's really a, a moving target. You know what I mean? Like he, you never know what, what he's gonna what he's gonna wear. What his next what his music's gonna look like. What he's gonna say. You know, he, I think I think he's way smarter than he lets on. You know, because <laughs> uh, if you listen if you listen to his lyrics, you're like, this guy really? Yeah, really, really. <laughs> Uh, we've got Manic Drive with Blue. Grits has a new album yeah. called From Scratch. Uh, that's coming out. We have... Uh, Are they still on Goatee? Or? No, it's it's on Revolution Arts. I think it's their own label. Distributed okay. through Provident. So. Okay. And, and a flashback, I'm not sure if it's 1997 or 2009. We've got Sister Hazel and Third Eyed Blind with Ooh. two new albums coming out. Not uh, together? No, it's not a compilation or anything. <laughs> Um, a greatest hits and it's two songs <laughs> one each. Yeah, I thought this would have been a blank disc. Oh. <laughs> um, and you know, there's other stuff, but none of them really stand out. Uh, movies coming out Friday in theaters nationwide. We have Inglorious Bastards, but it's spelled wrong, that? so I'm not saying I'm not saying bastards. It's spelled E R D S. It's that uh, Nazi Quentin Tarantino Brad Pitt. Oh yeah. 
really violent, gory looking. I don't want to see that. No. Uh, we've got post grad with Rory. Oh, Rory. Yeah, from the Gilmore Girls. And um, a bunch of movies coming out in limited release. Uh, Jesse, have you seen any good movies lately? I did. I saw 500 Days of Summer this yep. past weekend. Excellent. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I, if uh, readers go to if readers go to our site, we have a best movies of the year so far list, and we put that number one. We loved it. We liked it, Jesse. I, I did like it. I like the. I think my favorite part was the music, and there was a couple. I don't want to like. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but uh, the the style of it. The like they had one scene where it's it goes into like a split screen mode where it's like what he imagines is going to happen right. with like reality on the other side. I thought little stuff like that was really cool. Yeah, a really different, refreshing movie. But one that uh, you know we're we're talking about earlier, you know, P.T. Anderson and uh, Magnolia, and you know, Five Hundred Days of Summer. These great films, and one that I talk about in the same breath, yet uh, just from the trailers, because unfortunately I've not been able to see it yet, is uh, G.I. Joe: Rise of Cobra. Uh, <laughs> Our, our, some Oscar buzz. I'm already hearing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's generally just from me telling other people. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they quote I, your website a lot on their their commercials. I was up last week when it came out. I was up going. I was going to bed on Friday morning at like two thirty in the morning, three in the morning, and and on Twitter, people were getting back from the midnight showing <laughs> that they went to. So you got to think these were the super eager. I waited in line. I'm at the midnight showing Thursday night kind of fans. And they all were trashing it. They were saying just how disappointed they were. It was terrible. It was insulting to their intelligence. It still made $100.5 million worldwide. Domestic. Worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Right. Yeah. In yeah. the first yeah. weekend. So that just makes me still be another one. <laughs> well, I, I saw Marlon Wayans, uh, uh, you know, and he's given us so many gifts when it comes to uh, <laughs> the cinematic arts. But he was on the Today Show the other day with his – He all he wanted to do was talk about his action figure, uh, wow. the Marlon Wayans G.I. Joe action figure. And you could tell that even Meredith Vieira thought the whole thing was just insanely lame. <laughs> <laughs> and if Meredith Vieira thinks that your thing is lame, that's the death knell. <laughs> yeah. But – you know, it did. It did make me, uh, you know, reminisce about the days when GI Joes were really awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and when, when were those days again? I was never into GI Joe. <laughs> I was a Transformers guy. I was a Lego kid, and then Transformers. I never got into I, I GI see, Joe. I was one of those kids that had a bin of toys that was just like an insane mishmash of like stuff maybe my cousin left out of my house, a few Ninja Turtles, you know, and like they would all ride around in the Batmobile together. You know? <laughs> like, like Optimus Prime, uh, you know, Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles and a My Little Pony just standing on the back of me riding around in a Batmobile. You know, and that's why today, Jesse, you have such a racially diverse group of friends. <laughs> exactly. I was instilled that as a child. It doesn't matter, you know, where your superpower comes from. You it doesn't matter if all... you're from Candyland or from Krypton. <laughs> we should all get along. Yeah, we all got to share this planet together. <laughs> unless you're from another planet, like uh, some of my alien toys. Then uh, you're just... We try to kill you. Then we'll kill you with our guns. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything that toys have taught us. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, G.I. Joe, the, yeah, I was, I, I'm not going to see it. 
you know, I was disappointed. Somebody, somebody, I, I've been bashing GI Joe on Facebook and and Twitter for, for pretty much the entire year, but <laughs> but people are responding, going, "I can't believe that you like Transformers two so much, and you're bashing GI Joe. They're of the same caliber." And I just want to clarify, I did not like Transformers two. You I thought didn't. it was terrible. I like I like Transformers one. I like I love Transformers. I'm a purist. One. <laughs> anyway, I just want to they set t- the record. Michael straight. Bay totally sold out with Transformers too. Yeah. It was you just know? like, oh, let's find everything that was kind of cool about the first one and amplify it, and then who cares about story? Yeah, you know, yeah. it was. It takes cool. a lot for Michael Bay to lose credibility. Too. If, <laughs> if Meredith Vieira would have been disappointed. Yeah, with Michael Bay. Up next, slices. You're listening to a song that I put in in post-production. I haven't selected them yet. But for a full list of the five songs, six songs that we're playing on this week's podcast, go over to the podcast page of the website and I will list them all for you. You'll have it figured out by then? Well, I would have to <laughs> to do the podcast. But I'm It'd look- be, be I'm- funny if you just forgot to put music in there. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> so uh, now with slices, here's Jesse. All right, well, we all know how efficient the British government is. It's known for its uh, efficiency. I don't know why. I Are take you saying that except- ironically? <laughs> I, I am, but I really don't know why because I don't know anything about I don't uh, either. British I was like, problem. why are we mocking their systems? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm only assuming that it's, it's somewhat like ours, which is mock-worthy, but I really don't know. The British government wants their officials to be very transparent, so they want them to be on Twitter. But a lot of the government officials are probably like Joe Paterno and don't know what the heck the Twitter doodle is all I was about. Like, they're going to Twitter, twitterdoodle.com. Yeah. So they've hired Joe Paterno. No. Uh, and he's given seminars on Twitter doodles and Twitter doodles. In other so, words, they're no closer to figuring it out than before. Yeah. They're far, far, far more confused. Um, <laughs> But they they released a 20-page document that explains how to uh, use Twitter. What? Yeah. that It made me, you know, what could possibly take 20 pages to explain Twitter? There's only one button on the entire page. You know what I mean? Yeah. Type sentence, yeah. hit update. You know? End oh. of and- tutorial. One would hope that something that only allows 140 character updates could be explained in less than 140 characters. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you like? I love, I love how you know on Twitter when, when you're following people. How would you like to receive an email that says like, you know, the Secretary of Defense is now following you. You know, like, like all these like random government officials. You know the you know the Secretary of the Tax Administration is following you. <laughs> 
It just seems like an odd mix, you know, the government and Twitter. And and who's going to subscribe to those, honestly? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, ooh, I can't see, oh, my friend's going to see this cool movie. Ah, look what Shaq put, you know, talking smack about Kobe. Oh, look at look at this. You know, they're putting a new road sign in in a county yeah. you know, <laughs> miles from It's the Minister of Agriculture. I can't wait to see how the wheat is doing this year. <laughs> That was an Andy Rooney-esque rant. It was. That, that frightens me because I'm not an Andy Rooney fan. He's like, he's like just a crabby, unfunny Jerry Seinfeld, you know? Huh. What's the deal with that? You know? That's kind of his shtick. He did a whole thing can, on fruit on the produce. Day. He was, literally just took a camera crew and walked around a supermarket and picked up random fruits and complained, complained about them. Complained about them. Literally. See, I don't want a, I don't want a sticker on my fruit. Yeah. How do you Look tell a fruit. mango is fresh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this exactly one, one isn't shaped right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know even know what this one's called. Is it seriously? I don't like all these colors. <laughs> Why can't all fruit be the same color and be a sphere? <laughs> Well, like I said, it's like he's like Jerry Seinfeld, where it's these kind of, you know, quirky observations about the world around us. Except Jerry Seinfeld is lighthearted and funny. Andy Rooney is mean and serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It needs an eye- eyebrow trimmer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just he's wonder could he actually eyebrow, be indignant about that much stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's scraping bottom, dude. I mean, he doesn't have any actual things to be indignant about. So they're like, I don't know. We could go down to the grocery store. You could complain about <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah we could, let's go down to the supermarket and you can yell at the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what it was. I want him to go to an elementary school. Like, look at this kid in his nerdy glasses. <laughs> Those braces do look, sure look dumb. Yeah. You know? What's this kid drawing with his crayons? This doesn't look like a house. <laughs> oh boy. All right. I would watch it. Next one. <laughs> Next slide. All right. So, uh, you know, if if you're anything like me and, you know, uh, well, I think all of us who have really fervently served God for uh a number of years uh have been in situations where we would do anything to avoid going to church, right? <laughs> um well, we've all dreamt it. But a seven-year-old boy in Utah actually did it. Uh, a seven-year-old boy right outside uh, Salt Lake City uh, stole his dad's Dodge Intrepid and led police on a low-speed chase. He was right? seven? Seven. Wow. Yeah. I, I appreciate uh, the detail, Adam, by the way, that it wasn't just any car. He stole a Dodge <laughs> Intrepid. That's right. Because he was an intrepid explorer. And... Uh, Said that the car reached about at top speed, about 40 miles per hour, before the boy stopped in a driveway and ran inside a house, <laughs> evidently thinking that that would solve all his problems. Yeah, that would take care of So, uh, when, when the boy's father confronted him, he said the boy said that he'd done it because he didn't want to go to church. Uh, so, he's too young to prosecute. No citations can be issued or anything. Uh, and the, uh, I guess the moral of the story is get a more interesting children's program at your church. <laughs> get, some, get, get, get some puppets involved or something. I don't know. Uh, a little vacation Bible school or something. Yeah. That's you know, when you said intrepid, and we were kind of thinking about G.I. Joe, not to take us off track. I hate doing that. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, if I was a G.I. Joe character, intrepid would be a pretty sweet name. But I was thinking... 
this is all while you're reading your slice. I stopped paying attention to start thinking about this. Um, Understandable. I stopped paying attention halfway through saying it. <laughs> I Intrepid. took a picture of Maya. <laughs> <laughs> Intrepid would be a cool name for a G.I. Joe character. But really, there's a lot of names of cars that would be a sweet G.I. Joe name. Taurus. You know? Charger. Yeah, but that's the th- yeah, the thing Charger. is they never get Solaris. names like that. They never get names like that. They get names like Burnout and you know Gridiron and <laughs> stupid stuff like that. They never get yeah. an awesome name like Mustang, you know, right? Yeah, Cobra. Th- the only cool names are on the side of Cobra, like Serpentor. You yeah, know? but Cobra is a or, car. Yeah, Tomax mm-hmm. and Zamot. Town yeah. and Dest- Country. <laughs> <laughs> Chevy Astro. 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 Be- Astro's yeah, Astro sweet. <laughs> Um, okay, I have a, just a quick one. Um, so I have some good news. Apparently, eating M and M's may be able to save your life. Yeah, I'm, I heard about this. Yeah, so there's some research done up and up at the Rochester Medical Center, in New York, that the food coloring in the blue M and M's supposedly can help mend spinal injuries. Yeah, I mean it. The one you know, they did it, of course, on rats and. Um, they were able to walk with a limp afterwards, completely, you know, basically completely well, healed. And, and some people actually had the injuries. They they did treat them with it, and they mark, they showed improvements. Oh, did they have real is people it, do it? Uh huh. Is it just the dye, or is it something about the blue M and M's itself? The it's com- the blue M and M's. No, it's the dye. <laughs> it's the blue M and M's. Just eat a yeah, bunch of blue M and M's if you have any back problems. Well, but there's a massive side effect. Yeah, uh, the massive side effect is that you turn blue. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, so you become a Smurf. It's so horrible. to recap, you can have a healed spine, but you will be blue. <laughs> so. I'm just I wondering, saw, like, what I saw did they use the for t- the placebo group, like Skittles? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not getting any better, but this is—I uh, am tasting the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy on the Today Show uh, a few months ago that he was applying some sort of. I don't know, backwoods treatment to his skin every day. It was some sort of mineral or something to think it would prolong his life. And he literally turned blue as a Smurf. Really? His whole body. Yeah. Okay. So huh. speaking of Skittles, I, ha- I posed a question via Twitter the other day that I, yeah. I ate a bag of Starburst on a road trip that mine and I took. Uh-huh. I, if they were all one color, if they were all white or something, could you actually taste the difference between the pink and the red ones? Oh. Absolutely. Really? The pink and the yes. red ones, I can. To me, the orange yeah. and yellow taste the same. To me, there's like the don't, berry one, and then there's the citrus one. No, no. Don't you remember when they had the, the mystery Starburst that was colored white? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it would be a different flavor in each package. Yeah. And you could definitely taste a distinct difference. I think there's actually two Starburst. I think two. we need a blind taste test. I think we're getting Twitter doodled. The yeah, candy well, industry is trying to Twitter doodle us, trying to pull the wool over our eyes. People, people replied in di- like in droves, very indignant. Like, of course, there's a difference. I'm like, <laughs> I don't have that refined of a of a Starburst palette. Apparently, mm-hmm. I can't taste the nuance. Well, you did eat a whole bag, so maybe after half the bag, you're. I didn't yes. eat it all in one sitting. I <laughs> paced it out. Well, we were on an eight hour drive. True. Anyway, I think it's all a sham. That's my conclusion. You're underestimating I'm going to go on an Andy Starburst lobby. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to be happy. I know. They're just trying to silence America. I mean, yeah. you know, anyway. 
If you're gonna you're gonna see later today, Starburst is now following you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that happened to me with Snapple. I like Snapple Facts just started following me one day. And I wasn't even like twittering Snapple Facts. Yeah, you do it every so often. Yeah. But the thing you don't know is that on their podcast they do Cameron Facts. <laughs> <laughs> it really did freak me out actually. Uh, you're you're gonna like look out the window of your house and there's like a, a black Lincoln Town car with like two guys in suits. They like glance up at you and just peel out. You know, that'd be a good uh, GI Joe name, Town Car. <laughs> Lincoln Town Car. <laughs> Lincoln Town Car. <laughs> he would be the chauffeur, Town Car. <laughs> he'd be like the he'd be the all time getaway driver. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I can picture him now. He's wearing like he's he's dressed like a chauffeur, but he's got you know. He's like armed to the teeth as well. Yeah, like a gun belt and like bullet <laughs> bandolier straps. Yeah. <laughs> and he's British. He's, he's one of the ones you have to send away for. You have to send in like the little UPCs. <laughs> he's Sweet, by- I just got town car in the mail. <laughs> he's played by Dennis Quaid. In- <laughs> <laughs> he's the one G.I. Joe Dennis Quaid is actually qualified to play. <laughs> no, I, I, picture, I picture town car played by Sean Connery. Like current day, old man. Right, but they couldn't get Sean Connery, so of course they would settle for Dennis Quaid. I mean, that's yep. that's apparently how they cast this movie. They couldn't get good people, so they cast Dennis Quaid and Marlon Wayans. Yes, I got one of the Wayans brothers. Yeah. Is Marlon Wayans really in it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's there for comic relief. He's one of the troops, GI Joe troops. Yeah. He jumps through the bus. He's one of the main guys. I posed this on Twitter last night. I said. I, the commercial came on TV, and I said, "Is it possible this this movie looks so terrible? Is it possible that a franchise could jump the shark in just the trailer?" <laughs> and somebody wrote back and said, well, "Jump the shark slash bus because they jumped the bus." I think yeah. They jumped the well, they early the bus. reviews are saying it may be the worst film of the year. Yeah. What's funny is somebody replied to me and said, "Our reviews early reviews are coming back that are saying it's not as bad as we would have thought." So maybe. <laughs> Saying it's the worst review of the year, that people were assuming it'd be the worst uh, movie of the decade. So just yeah, a, yeah, of all time. Of all time yeah. yeah. So in other words, I thought I cut my arm off at the shoulder, but it was really just above the elbow. <laughs> it's good not news. as bad as I thought. Yeah. Good news. Your arm <laughs> severed, but it's above the elbow. Yeah. Um, okay. So that'll do it for slices. Once again, for three, two, one, Tyler. Exactly. You know what my favorite thing about the uh, about the theme song is that we actually play it live every like. The, you don't just add that in. We sit here and listen to it. Right, yeah. we do. Yeah. I would have it no other way. <laughs> we sing along. Um, yeah. So this week, Tyler, you have planned a very special game, huh? Well, I forget what I was going to call it. Critical disdain. That's what it was going to be. Um, 
I have I have gone through. I've uh, researched the the internets and found some uh, some re- album reviews of some really bad albums. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so I'm going to read parts of of these album reviews, and based on context clues, you've got to figure <laughs> out what terrible artist we're talking about. So this I- is evil, so lo- the, I don't even know if we can use the term artist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll all play individually, and if we know, uh, if we have a guess or yes. we know the answer, we'll just say it, and then we'll the winner. How many questions do you have? I have seven. Seven questions. So the winner, what, you, what will the winner win? My respect. <laughs> a back rub. <laughs> okay, so Tyler, go ahead and take it away. Okay, some of these ha- are multiple choice, and some of them uh, you just gotta gotta pick it. Okay. Um, all kind of based on on the specific clue. So this first one is from uh, Yahoo's Launch dot com. It's from two thousand three, mm. and the review, this snippet of the of the review is, no, Fred, the results don't vary. The results are. What album? Got it. But Limp what Biscuit. album? Well, hold on, we're just saying the artist. Yeah. The yes, just the artist. 2003. Because Fred, I knew it was Limp Biscuit. I was trying to think what album came out then. Okay. Well, see the the, the title of the album. Is <laughs> the so my arms why, are crossed uh, and I'm stomping my feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fred, the results vary. The results are consistent throughout your album. Consistently crappy. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Hey Cameron, just to let you know, I got some tightness above my right shoulder, so just, <laughs> I'm just just for later. Okay, because it's every man for himself. Uh, this next one has this multiple choice, but oh, I'm gonna woman. first see if, if anybody gets it on their own because you know as soon okay. as I read out the three, you just kind of okay. Yeah, we'll three smart chance. So here we go. This one's a little bit longer. Uh, on their fourth album, these Pennsylvania boys sound more like resourceful eccentrics than the potty mouth goofballs uh, they, they've played on their earlier records, which isn't uh, to say they've upped their songwriting ante. The charming song Ralph Wiggum drops indie pop hooks while stealing a chorus from a Simpsons episode, but between the irrelevant but playa-hating, unpunchy punchlines and deadpan tunes, hefty fine proves only marginally more welcome than a Jerky Boys reunion. Oh, man. Hmm. Wow. Um, is it Bloodhound Gang? Yes. Dang oh. it. Oh. <laughs> wow, good job. Nice. I actually My- owned a Bloodhound Gang album in 1998. Oh, we all did. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Hey. <laughs> Fire, water, burn. What a great song! Yeah, one was. one fierce beer coaster. I th- I that thought was, that, that I was uh, the album. I I thought I was confessing something there, so I'm glad I'm not alone. That's good. The other options are going to be Weezer and Weedus. No, I, I wouldn't have guessed Weezer, but I possibly would have guessed Weedus. Yeah, yeah, Weezer wouldn't have been Potty Mouth. Bloodhog Game yeah. obviously was. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay, this next one is uh, from Rolling Stone. From oh, I forgot to put the year. I think two thousand three ish. Forty five seconds into the album, the lead singer announces he's drowning in a pool of misery. While most bands would spend more time working their way uh, up to such a his, uh, histrionic confession. Puddle of mud. 
Yes. Wow. I wow. I, hey, this is serious. I remember reading that review. I swear to you. I, I, no, you have that entire album memorized. Admit it. <laughs> Wait, 45 seconds. It's a puddle of mud. No. no, I remember reading that in Rolling Stone. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I actually do. Okay, well, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll read the rest of the snippet here. It's, uh, well, while most bands would spend uh, more time working their way up to such a histrionic confession, it's par for the course for this band who specializes in third-rate grunge retrends stuffed with, over, with overdriven guitars and generic rock dude uh, melancholia. The only attempt at subtlety or nuance is Change My Mind, which could have been an outtake from an Alice in Chains unplugged album. <laughs> By the way, Which I've after- Alice in so I think that's a pretty. Yeah. Next one. This is from Cracked.com. Uh, the album's from. <laughs> Wait, is that the Mad Magazine spinoff? I, yeah, I think it's so. an awesome site. Oh. Yeah, I was, like it's yeah, like it's this really site. funny. Um, I, the last time I read that was back when I bought some Garbage Pail Kids trading cards, and I did yeah, the yeah, foldy yeah. thing to the, make a different picture. The, uh-huh. the site is nothing like the old magazine. Oh. Interesting. Um, right. Okay. So this album's from 1999. Uh, this one definitely wins the most pretentious award. Officially the longest album title ever. This was actually a poem written in response to some bad Fiona press Apple. she got. Yes. Oh. I own that one too. <laughs> uh, I like Fiona I feel like that's actually not a bad album, but it's a good album. It's just, it is a pretentious title. It's her, it was her yeah. sophomore what, album. What was it called? The, okay. Uh, most people just refer to it as on the or when the pawn, but the full title is when the pawn hits the conflicts. He thinks like a king. What he knows throws the blows. When he goes to the fight and. He'll win the whole thing, for he enters the ring. There's nobody to batter when your mind is your might. So when you go, uh, I'm, I'm done. Wow. I'm <laughs> so what's, the, what's our score right now? I have one. Adam has one. Jesse has Jesse two. Jesse has two. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Maya's pulling up the rear. All right. I just right. didn't want to get blanked. That's the I don't. I'm not even trying to win. I just because the loser, the ultimate loser, has to give the ultimate winner the back rub. Wait. Yeah, that's right. No, uh, the, the, the rules loser. are suddenly changing. <laughs> I wanted. I wanted uh, four back rubs <laughs> at the same time. At the same time, it's like a massage chair. Okay, we have three left. Okay. Um, this next one is also from Cracked.com. The album's from 2003. Man, this is the third yep. one from 03. Not a bad year. I guess it was a bad year for music. <laughs> I would agree with that. We're a good year for bad music. Um, okay, it's entirely possible that the terrorists... Or, sorry. It's entirely possible that terrorists could make propaganda films depicting a stereotypical ignorant American and accidentally wind up with this singer. Mandy Moore. Uh, I'm just kidding. Nope. <laughs> I just uh, this to album, it's a country. It's a country singer. This album it's title. A, uh, this album title sums up uh, sums it up in three syllables, mocking the phrase used to describe the initial phase of the Iraq War. Shocking y'all! It's shocking y'all. The album and the artist Toby is Keith. Cameron. Is it Toby. 
Shut yes. up. Shut up. <sighs> I have never heard a country album or a Toby Keith song in my life. <laughs> I, I don't know. Jesse death. was the one that got the album, though. Well, I didn't know that's a Toby Keith album. I, it's the artist. He didn't know the artist. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is the artist. So while, oh. while Jesse obviously knew what he was talking about, Cameron stab in the dark takes it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a shocking y'all T-shirt right now. So. <laughs> I don't do it for the money. There's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory. I just do it anyway. Okay, I've got to, I've, I've, I have to finish this review because it's pretty good. <laughs> of course, he wasn't actually shocking any of us, not to mention all of us. Uh, shocking would be if he uh, if he made an album with a clever title or one called <laughs> MoveOn.Orgasm <laughs> or Marry Me Sean Penn. <laughs> all right, Cameron tied it up. I like how tickled you got on that, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, did you write that? <laughs> yeah. His review yeah, was on relevantmagazine.com. Yeah, he's literally reading us all of his reviews that he wrote as an intern on Relevant's yeah. website. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I knew that puddle of mud. <laughs> okay, so uh, this next one is... For the win, possibly. Because, because, of course, we couldn't have something about, you know snarky album reviews without featuring Pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Um, and the album is from 2005. Here we go. This band has been given a lot of breaks in their second era. B- um, both of their last two albums were, were cut miles of slack despite cons- uh, consisting of little more than slightly above average pop or power pop. DZ Talk. You too. The obvious... <laughs> Weezer. Yes. Yeah, it's Weezer. Yes. The obvious reason for this lenience is because uh, because it was impossible to hear these comeback albums without the echoes of the earlier alt rock pillars ringing in our ears. Uh, considering the band supposedly went through hundreds of songs and several discarded albums to arrive at this final product, the laziness of this songwriting borders on offensive. Uh, whether recycling dynamics from uh, from the band's back catalog or taking easy mother goose rhymes these 12 uh, tracks sound as if they were dashed off in an afternoon's work maybe with rick rubin holding uh holding the band at band at gunpoint is it maladroit <laughs> uh it was for make believe ah uh, yeah make believe was it. it the thing is make believe wasn't awful it just sounded like b-sides got the lead last question yeah. last yeah you could try right. it i'm ready to take this home seal the deal here <laughs> all right well I, I i put this last one at the end intentionally and and but i won't say anything more than that Your music is very white bread i'm i'm disappointed that there's no uh, urban flavor in <laughs> well, it. well here we go it's very indiana oh. cameron you know me i'm very i am very white bread <laughs> <laughs> i call you like wonder <laughs> You're you're just lucky that there was no like Christopher Cross on here. <laughs> I don't mean Chris Cross. <laughs> okay, um, this next one is from uh, Prefix Mag from 2009. Uh, this group claims that the album was made in response to the fact that no one buys albums anymore, uh, so they made an album 
that is just a loose collection of singles that will hopefully elicit iTunes sales. It's it seems like a conclusion that most sane artists came up with back in 2005 and incredibly outdated. Uh, or, sorry, if this seems like a conclusion most sane artists would have come up with in 2005 and so- sounds extremely outdated, wait until you hear some of the music. It's hardly going to matter that this album uh, is bankrupt of good songs uh, or that it was clearly focus grouped to appeal to the widest base of R&B, pop, and rap fans possible, a.k.a. those who still buy music. All that matters is that it will sell a few copies. Black Eyed Peas. Yes. Wow. wow. That's right. All that matters is that it will sell a few copies, end up in an iPod or Miller Lite com- uh, campaign, and get a few spins on the radio. Wow. Was that the two? Is this, was the it 2009? The yeah. new one? Yes. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It, it is very. The end. You know. The end. <sighs> wow. Jesse wins. He was very out about that. That dominated, massages. dude. That was domination. I'm, you know, I'm typically a pretty humble person, but that was awesome. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was shocked and awe. That's really mean reviews. But, that, uh, that'll do it for, uh, what, what did we call that? Uh, critical Disdain. Critical Disdain. <laughs> I like it. That's also an awesome 90s band name. <laughs> or a G.I. Joe character. probably get really bad album reviews. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for three, two, one, Tyler. It's time for your feedback. Last week, uh, when Tyler sat in, um, it went so well, we decided to have him sit in for an extra segment this week. So Tyler's here with us. Uh, Last week, we asked you about your summer. We figured it's a good portion of the way over, but not all the way over. So we wanted to see if you had any memorable stories, things that you've done. And if not, we said, get out there and go make some memories. So uh, you went to relevantmagazine.com, you clicked on the podcast page, and you posted your feedback. And here are some of our favorite. This is kind of interesting. Andy McCraw says, I I got a two-scale sunburn on my back in the shape of South America. The accuracy is uncanny. The Republic of Chile represents my most ticklish spot. (laughs) I I think that goes without saying. Yeah, I mean, of course, where else would Chile be? We're all ticklish Uh, in the Chile. Yeah, I don't recommend that second-rate spray sunblock. Apparently, Google Maps has delved into the SPF market. (laughs) I got one from Steph A., which I'm actually having a hard time believing this, but I, I guess I will. Uh, it says, I have a wizard rock band. 
they make rock music about Harry Potter, Aww. which rock music and Harry Potter sounds like an, uh, an oxymoron to me. But uh, they tour around the country to promote literacy and bring young people back to libraries. I guess they play concerts, which they're playing rock music about Harry Potter in local libraries, and they were actually uh, mentioned in Time magazine. Okay, there are like because, a number of bands that do that. Really? No. Like there's a scene of, of wizard rock bands. There's a, a documentary. I thought on those who- were called Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> that was Spinal Tap. Yeah. There's a documentary on Hulu about it. I got I couldn't sleep one night and and wasted my time watching it. <laughs> Please tell so, me somebody that that a review of one of these bands will show up in the next episode of Critical Disdain. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure that as soon as the word wizard or Harry Potter or something comes comes about, you're, that's going to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Lightsaber. True. So the guy that wrote in, Jesse, he's in one of these bands? Yes. Yes. Okay. He is in uh, a wizard rock band about Harry Potter. Okay. Wow. You should see some of his music. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if we can find he, some of it. Yeah. His, his band is called, he put it on here. Are you Taunt? sure this isn't a girl? Uh, I, I don't know. It could be he or she. Listen, it's a Harry Potter cover band. It is. There's no girls in that. They, those <laughs> those boys can't talk to girls. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't think girls come to their shows. I don't think you know, <laughs> much less a girl in their band. After the show, they just get, sit around and play Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, I was going to say girls aren't even familiar with the source material. Why would they be familiar with a rock band based on you know Harry Potter books? Uh, the band is called Tonks and the Eros? I don't, I don't know. That's, Auroras? I guess, Auroras? Yeah. Tonks and the Auroras. Okay. I, I've already lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Poor okay, Philip no. Crabb. He says, oh. the craziest thing I did this summer was that I was hit by a car. I was oh. in Wellington, New Zealand. Ooh. Of all places. Uh, Did you should have contacted me? Maybe I could have. Uh, maybe I could have kept this from happening somehow. Adam, I it was probably you who happen. hit him while you were uh, podcasting from your car. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Sorry, I thought that was a deer. Um, it says while crossing the street, I was hit by a taxi and thrown over the hood of the car, breaking the windshield and both bones in my right shin. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was not hit because I looked the wrong way. It was just bad timing. This is the second to last day of May, so it's actually the only thing I've done this summer. <laughs> he says he did get to fly first class on the way back for free, um, and his bones have just barely started to heal. Please don't <laughs> let that color your opinion of New Zealand. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's all if, right, anything, if anything, let it be the mountains of verbal abuse I would have heaped on you if we had gotten in contact. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he went there searching for you. Yeah, I mean, I I only wish that I would have known. He went yeah. there searching for indoor, or what is it? What's indoor? The, what's the, what's indoor? What's the uh, the Lord of the Rings place? I, I'm not even going to dignify Daffle, it with Daffle response. Daffle Mordor. Mordor. It's Mordor. Mordor. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. What's indoor? Is that Mork and Mindy? I think it that is. That podcast Wars. got real nerdy. <laughs> hey, I did see. Uh, I, I'm in a Star Wars band. That, speaking of things that people always go to. Without fail, when you mentioned New Zealand, uh, I saw Brett McKenzie the other day. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, convenience store, and uh, I think he was incredibly uncomfortable because I stared at him. I was talking to a friend and stopped mid-sentence just to stare, and I was like two feet away from him. So I, I 
He got out of there pretty did quick. Did you touch I think his it was fabric? Incredibly uncomfortable. No, I did not touch the hem of his garment or anything. <laughs> I've got one here from, from someone with a really weird screen name. Twenty Aga to nine. I don't know. Twenty August. <laughs> Um, and it says, I just cleaned out my litter box. I don't know what, the, or I know that doesn't sound very exciting, but I was humming the Indiana Jones theme and pretending to be an archaeologist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just like that because I thought I didn't do anything with my summer. <laughs> and I, I feel a lot better now. You've done more than that. You've done more than that. <laughs> I think we all have. I would like to thank that listener for writing in and making us all feel better about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alex Perez, however, says, I quit my high school math teaching job, went on a road trip taking me from Dallas to Boulder, San Francisco, L.A., Phoenix, El Paso, and back. A couple weeks later, I went backpacking in Europe and got to run with the bulls in Pamplona twice. Uh, I also came out in a local newspaper when a gentleman was getting tossed around by a bull. So, pretty eventful summer. Wow. That is eventful, wow. Uh, it okay. says, my summer ends with me looking for a job. So <laughs> you had a really eventful summer, but you're still unemployed. That's how all <laughs> adventures usually end. See, what's nice, yeah. though, about that is the very next comment is from Phil Hubbs, who just got fired from his teaching job, which oh. means, Alex, there's an opening. <laughs> <laughs> you and Phil need to get together. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, that'll do it for your feedback. Uh, with that, here's this week's editorial question of the week. Okay, now if you listen back to earlier in the episode, we went on a rabbit trail chasing G.I. Joe names. And Jesse thinks that a lot of good G.I. Joe names would come from cars. So we thought we should open this up and pose it to you to help us come up with great G.I. Joe names. Now, we don't want you to just write a name, but the name and then the characteristics of that, was it character or is it? Soldier? Yeah. I mean, I guess a soldier, right? That particular G.I. Joe, whether he be on this, the side of G.I. Joe or Cobra. So give an example, Adam. Okay. Um, this is actually, there's a Cracked article back in the day talking about the, the most awesome names of real-life people. And one of the real-life people was a guy called Staff Sergeant Max Fightmaster. <laughs> like, that sounds like a G.I. Joe name. Yes. If ever I've heard one. What would his attributes be? Well, Max Fightmaster, would, uh, he would be dressed in kind of a, a military-style uniform, but he would wear stylized boxing gloves <laughs> everywhere. And uh, he would always talk in kind of boxing promoter slang like Don King. Nice. I like it. Now, you know, bonus points if you are... Um, talented with the old MS paint or something and you want to kind of sketch your G.I. Joe character, you, oh, you can't post pictures in the comments or else people would post porn. So, never mind. You could uh, upload it. We've got to, yeah, we've got to give away for people to send some photos. We'll upload it to Flickr or something and then just put the Flickr link in your, in your comment, in your post. There you go. And And uh, if you, if you are at all talented in plastic extrusion, uh, then Go ahead and make the action figure. <laughs> so go to relevantmagazine.com and the on the right hand side you'll see this week's podcast right there. Click on the title or one of the links that say feedback, and I'll take you to the podcast page. Right there, you can just post your comment answering this week's question. Tell us your awesome GI Joe name ideas. Not real ones, but your GI Joe name ideas and the attributes of that character. And if you want to 
throw a little sketch in there, we welcome that too. So there you go. So Jesse thinks car names are the best for this. Yeah. Did he give examples? Because all I can think of is LeBaron. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did give he did give examples um, like Taurus, Taurus, and Charger, and LeBaron would have been the uh, the erstwhile mate of Cobra's the Baroness, (laughs) Baroness and LeBaron. That sounds like an indie pop duo. (laughs) The Baroness and LeBaron. (laughs) So, Town and country. I did, I did that joke. <laughs> yeah, it, I literally did that joke. That's funny. Wow. Similar minds. Wow, scared. <laughs> oh, funny. He was doing all these tough names, and then in that same voice, I went "Town and country." <laughs> El Camino. <laughs> See now, everybody's going to figure out that I that I write all of your material for you. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Make sure to go over to relevantmagazine.com and check out our new front page design. Check out our top 10 uh, movies, books, and albums of the year so far lists. Tell us where we're right. Tell us where we're wrong. Chime in. Uh, There's new features like Relevant TV. You can comment, share, embed the videos now. And the streaming is in high def and it's beautiful. So go check out all the changes over at relevantmagazine.com. This week's podcast, we have one last sponsor. This week's podcast was brought to you by Likewise from InterVarsity Press. Check out Andy Marin's Love is an Orientation, a new book about building bridges between Christians and the GLBT community for the sake of the gospel. Find out more at likewisebooks.com. What's the GLB? Gay, lesbian, bi, transgender community. Oh, okay. It's a bridge building book about reaching out of our comfort zone. It's called Love is an Orientation. Okay. Interesting. So on that note, I guess we'll wrap up this week's podcast. Many thanks to Tyler for sitting in and bringing us a rousing edition of 3 to 1 Tyler. Ooh, yeah. Thanks. It was fun. <laughs> I was very enthusiastic. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. We're having some fun now. It's feigned excitement. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wear my heart on my sleeves. What can I say? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Adam Smith. And I am Sunfire. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next week. I know there's purpose and plan. A lot of things I don't understand. Death taxes, rent and grass. The spinning axis of this world complex. I know there's love and it seems to be death. I know there's something that I must have misread. But see my mother, she raised the fool. She always told me to trust and work out cool now For such a time as this For such a time, yeah For such a time as this Right here for such a time, yeah Relevant Podcast Anytime, anywhere If I had a dollar for every time Rick Warren crashed one of my parties at the last minute...